Welcome to the Plus Six Podcast. My name is Pete Nogable, the name of AFL Ratings. Pete on Twitter. I'd like to welcome Mitch Cleary to the show. Welcome, Mitch. Thanks for having me on board, Pete. You have an exciting new project uh, talking about trades with uh, Sam McClure this year. Yeah, it's the tradies. Uh, who would have thought the, the two of us talking about tradies? I wouldn't know the furthest thing uh, than what a tradie does. A few of my mates are on the tools and they laugh at me that I go to work each day in a suit. So it uh, should be interesting to see how we go, but... Trade frenzy, list management. Um, it's getting bigger and bigger, and I think uh, hopefully the fans are after a, a pod that can, can chat through all the uh, the machinations, uh, you know, from the start of the season, as opposed to, to just at the uh, the final uh, few weeks of trade period when it's uh, you know it's all pretty much done and dusted. It's uh, it's all being finalised, as opposed to um, being worked through at the start of the year, like uh, many clubs are. Yeah, I think I consume most of the trade content around that period of time, so it's great to have it like early in the season. Yeah, I think, and um, you know, I think it's getting earlier and earlier, and, and clubs are getting more and more uh, proactive as the years go on. There'd be conversations going on now. There's a reason these list managers are full time rather than just brought on for the last three or four months of the year. Uh, there's a reason they all have coffees and, and meetings from from January each year. So. Um, looking forward to seeing um, how it plays out throughout the season. Looking forward to that podcast, that's for sure. All right, we have Mitch on the show today to discuss Geelong, Hawthorne and Melbourne. So again, we are talking AFL fantasy season long classic mode. This discussion is a pre-season uh, for Geelong, Hawthorne and Melbourne discuss. So this podcast has been recorded on Monday morning, March the 6th. And of course, the news has been crushed out for you on the AFL Ratings Network. The content is free, likes and retweets are always appreciated. Again, make necessary adjustments as news comes to hand. And that's what we're going to get only less than a couple of weeks out from the start of the season. So let's get into Geelong. Tanner Bruin looks set to be used through the midfield, but it could be a large spread of players in the middle of that ground for the Cats. Yeah, they've got quite a big, few decisions to make, Geelong. We saw last year's grand final team. Well, obviously, Selwood will come out of that, and you'd think Max Holmes moves into that midfield mix. But they've also got the likes of Brandon Parfitt to fit through there, kind of Bruin as well. And then the uh, the X factor is Jack Bowes. What do they do with him? I think Bowes is more likely to get less centre bounces. I think Bruin will get the higher percentage there. And uh, I was really impressed in that Hawthorne practice match what kind of Bruin was able to do albeit against a younger, more inexperienced midfield than what he will face, especially in the first few games against Collingwood and Carlton. But uh, Bruin, third-year player, hopefully a breakout for him. And uh, I think the investment Geelong showed in him should be able to uh, come off um, early in the season. I think he's in for a big year. Yeah, actually, you make a good point against... So let's just dismiss Collingwood here for a second. So the Carlton... Uh, team is built built around a stoppage game, so that's actually a pretty tough matchup for him in, in, early in the season. So, you know, the bigger bodies, how does he go against that type of player? Yeah, Cripps, Hewitt, Kennedy, uh, throw Chera into that mix. He's a bit more advanced than, than Tanner Bruin, and he's going to be an interesting watch. Um, and then the other factor of Dangerfield, does he start forward more because Hawkins is out for the first week of the season or first weeks of the season? Jeremy Cameron will be there. What happens with Ollie Henry and Gary Rowan? So, Chris Scott, we know he likes to keep his cards close to his chest. Um, this midfield mix will be interesting to watch. I think Holmes is in for a big year as well. Um, you know, the grand final heartbreak for him. But um, does he go more inside this year than what we may have seen last year, more on a wing um, at times last year for the Cats? That's going to be another fascinating watch. So, plenty of discussion around the Cats. 
Alrighty, next one here. Managing players won't be an issue for Chris Scott again this season after it worked absolutely perfectly to help deliver a premiership last season. Yeah, and you got the extra game this year as well. So I think Chris Scott, um, he's spoken about it. I think they're going to continue to do it. Um, and those senior guys are all another year older. You know, I think we've seen that the managing of Rich Duncan already without even playing a game. I think he's got that calf injury. He seems to get a soft tissue each preseason. And then through the middle part of the year, he's, he's hitting his straps. So... Uh, Duncan will be eased at the start of the year. Um, you know, I think you'll see Isaac Smith miss games. Tom Hawkins is one that they haven't really um, sat out, you know, throughout, throughout the year. But obviously, he's got the foot injury over pre-season. So, no, I'm really fascinated to see. And then we saw last year, didn't we, with Dangerfield? I think he missed five weeks from memory yep. uh, in one hit with that calf that just lingered around. So, um, no, Chris Scott has been the master of it in the last 12 months. I've been strong previously that they should have done it more with the likes of Ablett and Selwood before last year. Um, but they finally got it right, and it worked for them to win a flag. I mean, it's pretty obvious. So most teams are chasing a premiership. But when you look at how Patrick Dangerfield performed in that grand final and final series, I mean, they were absolutely uh, spot on to manage him throughout the season because what you're after and what most coaches are after is peak performance in September. Exactly. And he... Probably was stiff not to win the non-suit medal, Paddy Dangerfield. I thought he was fantastic that day. Isaac Smith was a ripper too, but Dangerfield got it going for the cats at the coalface. Um, yeah, I think be wary with going chips in on tour these, too many of these Geelong senior guys. But I think the likes of Bruin and that should be safe given they're younger and, um, you know, probably got more of a pre-season under their belt given the Giants from Tanner Bruin's perspective, you know, had five less weeks of games last year compared to the senior cats. Yeah. Alrighty, next one here, you mentioned it earlier. So the forward line looks to be an area of concern to start the season for Chris Scott at Geelong. Yeah, Ollie Henry should start, I think. Um, you know, Close and Stengel are mainstays. Grind Myers in that mix as well. But the key forward option, does Dangerfield go forward? That's one um, we're keen to keep an eye on to start the year. And I think, you know, he's got the two rucks there. He, he's toyed with it previously, Stengler and Stanley. Could we see a Chris Scott mastermind and, and play both? Maybe. Let's see. Uh, Lee is there in defence. They can always swing for him forward. If required, and I, I wouldn't be shocked if that happens You know, in-game on one week. I think Chris Scott still still absolutely loves Sarah Radigalia's flexibility, so uh, everything's up for debate at Geelong. And, uh, yeah, without Hawkins, they do look a little bit skinny in terms of the key forwards. OK, we'll be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, Mitch. So Hawthorne, Cam McKenzie looks elite for me. So he could get a lot. He could provide a large impact this season. Oh, I think he's going to have a great first season, Cam McKenzie. He was awesome against Collingwood last uh, Thursday night. And um, when you look at that Collingwood midfield mix that he was coming up against, there's some pretty good names there. So uh, I'd have him on the whiteboard for, for fantasy coaches as a cheaper option to start the year as a cash cow. Um, Newcomb, I think, you know, is the, the lock in there. He'll get those those minutes, and then. What do they do with Ward? Does he go out to a wing at times? Does he start and bounces? Warple as well in that mix. 
Connor Nash will take a few center bounces, um, especially if they want to tag a pure midfielder. So if they want to go head-to-head and, and lock down on an actual inside player, Connor Nash has tended to be Sam Mitchell's guy there. So Chad Wingard, does he roll through there? Probably less likely this year. I think we've seen more and more that he'll play purely half-forward. So, yeah, interesting look to, to Sam Mitchell's midfield. I don't think it's a midfield to contend this year, but I like what they're doing for the next two or three years ahead. Yeah, it's a big spread for me through that Hawks midfield, so it's one for fantasy coaches to keep an eye out. I mean, you throw in the loss of Dylan Moore, you know, does he get yeah. any time in there as well? So, obviously, he's an elite player, and he can, he's a very big uh, fantasy score mix, so, uh, especially when he gets going. So, it's just a big spread for me, so it's just the one to keep a, an eye out for. So, but that leads into my next question here, is do you expect changing roles throughout the season as Sam Mitchell develops this list? I think so. Um, Will Day, the other one I forgot to mention as well, and, and he took quite a few set of bounces against Collingwood. Sam Mitchell's shown that I think, well, from what I've seen in his first 12 months, he'll persist with the role for three or four weeks and then try something completely different with a player. So oh, I'd keep an eye out for that this year. Um, and when you mentioned Dylan Moore, I spoke to him a few weeks ago, asked him that midfield question, is he going to have more time in there? And I was thinking and expecting him to say, yes, I think that's my natural progression to spend more time in the midfield, but I think they still see him and, and he still sees himself mostly the half-forward who pinch hits through the midfield. That's where he's got his best um, effect so far as a Hawthorne player in the last 18 months, and I think that role should continue mostly. Um, and then pushing up, maybe a bit like the Kane Lambert role of yesteryear, you know, that starting half-forward playing basically as a midfielder. Yep. Um, I think that's what Dylan Moore's done pretty well. Already next one here, fantasy coaches should keep an eye on Henry Husway and Josh Weddle. Yeah, disappointed that we didn't see Weddle in Launceston. He was emergency for that game. I like Henry Husswaite, the way he moves and, um, you know, his long-term focus for the Hawks. But does he have an impact early? I'm not sure. Um, but I think, yeah, I think he's got great upside. And the fact he was picked in that side to play Collingwood is a tick. Um, but I wouldn't be going hard at them in terms of fantasy ahead of some other players that um, have shot up over the preseason at other clubs. Alrighty. OK, we'll be right back. Okay, Melbourne, Mitch. So Melbourne are set to increase the number of mids this season, which is interesting because generally Simon Goodwin has gone with a very narrow group in that midfield and especially centre bounces. Yeah, and the worry for me is around Christian Petrarca. Troy Chaplin said after that St Kilda game last week that, that essentially Petrarca and Cosie Pickett will rotate between half forward and midfield. So that put the alarm bells up for me around um, Christian Petrarca. Is he going to be as prominent at midfield as what we've seen? Cosie Pickett's midfield numbers were pretty big against Richmond, but I think that's mostly because Jack Viney missed. Um, the Ds are saying Viney should play to start the year. Then we've got Sparrow, Harms, you know, Angus Brayshaw, Conundrum. Does he go halfback or midfield? Probably halfback, especially with Sale and missing early. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think they are going to be trying to increase that, that midfield um, combination, and it could see guys like Petrarca and and even Clayton Oliver, he started a few centre bounces at half back on the weekend. Yeah. Um, does that see those guys change up different roles and, and have less of a scoring prominence uh, in fantasy? Yeah, and the idea behind this is to, again, is just to manage players throughout the, the, the longer AFL season there with the extra game, but to have them absolutely cherry ripe at the end of the season. Yeah, and I think we might see that with their rucks as well. Obviously, they're going to manage them in game. They'll probably be both, you know, 60, 70% time on ground players, um, Gorn and Grundy, but. I think, listening to Max Gorn speak a few times over the last month, I think there might be times when he doesn't take a trip to Perth or he's rested for a game in Adelaide. I think there'll be times this year where 
Grundy and Gorn, with how good they are, um, they'll want them cherry ripe for finals. I think the D's should feature pretty prominently in finals. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Max Gorn rested a bit more than he has been previously. Yeah, and that's the next question. Obviously, straight for me, is it how, how much impact do you think they can have with the game as a, as a combo? Well, it was a little bit... Well, we were all excited on the weekend with what they did. Gorn and Grundy combined for five goals in the first half. But I think Richmond's back line might have made that a little bit better than what it looked, really. Like, no no Robbie Tarrant. He would have typically taken one of those guys. Noah Bolter was, was there, but even a little bit undersized on those players. You know, what happens when they come up against an elite back line um, and, and the club that doesn't allow the free-flowing ball movement that Richmond did, surprisingly, on the weekend? I'd be steering away from them. I think yeah, they're going to take the centre mounts as 50-50 split, and that's uh, going to cost them. I'm still not sold on either player as a pure forward, but that's Simon Goodman's job to convince us otherwise this year that both are uh, going to be able to play a little bit forward and uh, potentially have one sit behind the ball. But what we saw on the weekend is one of them did rest forward uh, at most times. And the next one here, Angus Brayshaw moved into the midfield at the time of his contract extension last year, which was quite interesting. <laughs> so, But he remains flexible for Simon Goodman to be used in a number of roles. Yeah, and I think Salem's injury at the start of the year will mean that he does start at half-back, mostly. Um, yeah, he's a super player, Angus Brayshaw, as you said. He has been flexible for him at times. Do they go with a young player like Judd McVie to start the season? Um, he's one to keep on your radar. Um, but still, you know, well, still very inexperienced. He hasn't played an AFL game, but um, I think, yeah, Simon Goodwin will be keen to give some of these young kids an opportunity. You know, Bally Laurie's there and thereabouts. He's a first-round pick. Um, Blake Howes is one that they, they absolutely adore at, at Melbourne. So uh, hopefully we see a few fresh names come through at the Demons as well. All right, Mitch, thanks for joining us on the pod today. So where can the listeners find you? you can find me on Twitter, Cleary underscore Mitch. Hopefully dropping a few fantasy nuggets. And each night on 7 News in Melbourne and uh, here and there around the country, uh, 6.45 with uh, the sports port. And so hopefully plenty of footy news to come over the next week and a half before the season proper starts. All right, thanks for joining us, Mitch. Thanks, Pete.